culture, society. On every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch. And it's windy out. And you forgot your jacket. And oh my God, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... (sighs) So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach, because I always keep it funny and I always keep it cute. And if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality TV tea, go and give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram or join our private Facebook group. The link is in the description below. We're always breaking it down on the Facebook group, so you're going to want to join. All right, guys. We have a lot to break down today. Well, I mean, I guess we kind of do, but we kind of don't because there wasn't anything like groundbreaking. Nobody quit Vanderpump Rules. There's not like a major Vanderpump Rules update as of yet. Um, But we did have a Real Housewives of Potomac reunion part one. It is here which I'm very excited about um, because it was such a great season of Potomac and I'm actually going to be breaking it down. We have a fun episode this week where we're going to be breaking down all of the the Housewives shows we got from Bravo in 2020 this Wednesday. So stay tuned for that. And then next week, I have a very special guest for our holiday episode, which is, I guess, the Christmas episode. But if you're not Christian, or if you don't celebrate Christmas, then I guess you're Jewish, and today might be a holiday episode. Anyway, happy Hanukkah, happy almost Christmas. Let's break down what we've got, because Potomac basically delivered enough for both of the holidays, okay? So if did, did anybody catch the reunion last night? Because if you did, it was a good one. Um, it was a little boring at the beginning. It started off a little slow. I liked that Karen was like, yo, Giselle, your business is a fraud, so, and it looks like, okay, so we we knew that Giselle was going to be in the hot seat because that's uh, those were the rumors that we heard going into the reunion was that Giselle was going to kind of take a beating. And now we're starting to see that because Karen called her out about her business, which is now shut down, which she says shut down because the manufacturer shut down, but not because her business shut down. And Karen's like, well, why didn't you address it? And she's like, I'm not even going to address you. And then we had Monique come out and Monique came out the gate swinging. And Monique was like, yo, we got to talk about this because your man be sleeping with other women and apparently your relationship is fake. And then Giselle's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And she's like, well, I got the receipts. And the morning pulled out the binder and it was like the best moment of the reunion thus far. I love a binder moment. 
So good. Um, so she pulls out the binder and then it starts to read text messages from, I guess, Giselle's hubby's or not hubby, ex-husband sort of boyfriend. And she says, like, this is all Monique accuses Giselle of having a sham relationship with Jamal and saying that it's not actually real. And the only reason she did it was for the I guess for the show to like have a storyline or to keep her from getting fired. I don't know. Those were like the allegations that I guess he said in the text messages that Monique then pulled out and was like, this is it. And then Giselle's like, those can't, those aren't even the other women are like, those aren't even real. Is that even real? And she's like, is this her number? And then she reads Jamal's number out loud. It was so good. If you haven't watched it yet, it's a great one. Um, I would give the first part of the reunion, maybe an eight and a half out of 10 only because I have, a feel because part one of the reunion is rarely the best part. It's usually part, it's usually the end of part two and part three that give us the meatiest stuff. So I'm pretty sure it's going to get a lot juicier and better as we go along. But it was kind of nice to see Giselle put in the hot seat because I feel like she throws a lot of daggers and she puts a lot out there. And now we kind of like, we kind of finally saw that the tables turn on her. She actually did an interview recently with Stylecaster. My God, who is. Why do I have like, Jesus Christ, my phone is like blowing up. Like chill, yo, whoever. <sighs> I'm trying to tape a show right now, damn it. Okay, Giselle did an interview with Stylecaster where she basically talked about the reunion, talked about the season as a whole, and they asked her if they thought, if she thought Monique was going to come back. And so Giselle said that she's like, I don't know, that's above my pay grade. I don't know if Monique's coming back, but there was no resolution with Monique. So I don't think she feels confident in Monique coming back next season. I. I guess that's a question for everybody listening or watching right now. Would you rather have Monique come back or Candace come back or are we just good to kibosh both of them? I feel like Monique doesn't have any aside from, I guess she has Karen and she has Ashley Darby and two women on the cast might be enough. I just feel like there's such a big divide on the cast that we can't go another season. Or maybe we can because I guess we saw it with other seasons, like even with New Jersey when there was a divide between the Gorga family and the Judice family we were able to kind of work through that and see those kind of rebuilding moments. But I just feel like Monique was so far out of the loop in a lot of the incidents, a lot of the cast trips and the cast um, incident events that we filmed this season that I feel like Monique probably has a tougher chance getting cast on the show again next season than Candace does. It'll depend on whether or not how much Bravo wants to address the women and their relationships, primarily Monique and Candace and rebuilding that. I feel like at this point, can they really rebuild? I feel like they might be done, but I think, okay, if I can make a prediction, I think Bravo might let I actually can't make a prediction. I don't know what Bravo is going to do because I feel like this is a, this is a really tricky position to be in because I feel uh, I would let Candace go if I made the if I could make the decision. I would let Candace go, bring Monique back. I mean, I could even let go of Robin to be honest with you. She puts me to sleep. She's a bit of a snore fest. Giselle's getting a little annoying for me. I didn't love her. Her and Robin are just like mean girls. Dr. Wendy, I think, came and brought the heat. I think she's definitely holding her own. So I wouldn't mind having her come back next season. I would love to. I would rather them keep Monique over Candace, even though I don't love that Monique is so like my dick is big and I'm just going to throw it down. And this is what it is. Like, I feel like if there was a little bit of remorse, she would have won over some of the fans because Candace is not good at winning over the fans. She's not good at winning over the viewers. Like she doesn't need to dig her hole any deeper. 
Monique, I think, had a better chance not coming out so strong of like really winning over a lot of the fans, in my humble opinion. Okay, let's move over to... Let's talk Real Housewives of Orange County. So newbie Elizabeth Elizabeth Vargas is not happy with the women this season. I'm actually enjoying this season of Real Housewives of Orange County. I have not lied. This is my first actual time watching the show. I've seen clips in the past, but this is the first time I've ever watched an entire season of OC. And I'm actually enjoying this season. I know a lot of people are boycotting it or a lot of people think that it's boring. I was really not excited about it because I was like, I don't want to see them relive, you know, the whole COVID lockdown shut world shutting down. Like, I don't want to relive that. But they tackled it really in just like one core episode where they tackled the whole quarantine situation. And the fact that it was only one episode makes me feel good that like, okay, this isn't going to be the the meat of the season. We have a lot more that we're going to get to see. Now, we are told that there are 15 episodes, so it's a shorter season. Let's see how many episodes we're in so far. Real Housewives of Orange County. Anyway, so Elizabeth Vargas has come out and she's not happy about the things that the women are saying because they're basically calling her a hypocrite and saying that she's lying to their faces. Okay, so we're on this upcoming episode will be episode 11. So we're nearing the finale. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. We have at least three or four episodes left of the season before we get to the reunion. Because I don't know how many. Originally, they were saying that it was 12 episodes and then the three uh, reunion episodes. But I, well, that means they should be filming the reunion very soon. And I don't know if they're doing an in-person reunion or if they're going to do a virtual reunion because everything in SoCal is like kind of shut down and locked down. I don't know what productions are looking like. I believe productions are still filming in Los Angeles right now. It's really just like dining and they really don't want people to gather. So if anything, we might end up getting like a virtual OC reunion, which is probably likely. It's a fair assumption to make at this point. Anyway, so uh, Elizabeth came and she's clapping back at some of the other women for saying that she's full of shit, even though, I mean, come on, she kind of is. But I think, so to be fair, when it comes to, to Elizabeth Vargas, I think she's learning how this reality TV world actually works. And you have to be very mindful of the things that you're saying. And I think she's probably had a couple of moments where it was just like, we're hanging out with girlfriends and I may have slipped a thing or two about my divorce that I wasn't supposed to necessarily say. And now she kind of has to backtrack it. So there was somebody oh god I, I feel so bad for not remembering but there was an Instagram account one of the Bravo fan accounts that had a photo of Elizabeth I believe it was from 2014 if my memory serves me correctly it was from 2014 where it shows that the guy that she's currently dating who she said she met recently and they only recently started dating and they don't sleep together she the photo proves that she actually knew this man because he's in the photo in a group photo that she's in back in 2014. So there's speculation that she may have been like talking to him and they may have had a little fling a ding ding and that this, you know, she may be just trying to save herself in the divorce, which is really what I think is happening. I think she's going through the divorce. She obviously has certain things that she has to keep quiet. She's trying to get money out of this divorce. So she can't really be admitting that she cheated on her husband or was seeing somebody else, whether her and her husband were together or not. Maybe they had an arrangement. Who knows? But like when you're in the divorce and you're trying to get a settlement out of it, you have to be very, very careful about what you're doing and what you're saying. And if she's over here trashing her husband on national television, like that obviously doesn't look good for her case. So I think it's really just a matter of she's putting her foot in her mouth. She doesn't really know what 
she doesn't remember what she's saying because when you're just having drinks with your girlfriends, like, yeah, of course you're going to spill a detail or two about your divorce. But when it's on camera and it's going to air on a reality show, especially when you're filming for hours, like you're filming a dinner for two hours, you don't remember every little thing that you said and you don't know what's going to end up getting edited and becoming your storyline on the show. You probably think it's going to be the fun little haha jokey moments or, you know, the moments talking about the other women. And yet here we are making Elizabeth's divorce a big part of her storyline season. So I think she's really kind of just learning her way and finding her footing on the reality show. And it'll be interesting to see what happens if they bring her back for next season. I kind of like her and I want her to come back for next season, but we'll have to see how this all kind of shakes out. But I think she may end up getting like the season two, what is it? The the season two curse where your second season is always just like a really rough one. We saw it with Denise this year. We saw it with Braun. We're seeing it with Braun this year. It's not cute. But anyway, she was mad that the women were talking smack about her on the show and like get used to it, Elizabeth Vargas, because this is how it goes, girl. Go pimp out that. What is her Vargas vodka, which is like a, a pirate ship boat or no, like the b- bottle message in a bottle on a pirate ship. I don't fully understand it, but I feel like when she comes out to promote it, she may explain it a little more. Oh, no. I love me some vodka, though. Okay, let's talk about Kardashians. So they announced over this past week, which you should probably know by now, so we're not going to dive too deep into it. Kardashians are coming back. They've signed a deal with Hulu, and I believe Hulu and Star, and they're going to be producing global content. And there's like a new reality content deal. I don't know if it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be keeping up with Kardashians. I don't think they can legally do well, I mean, it depends on the contract that they negotiated with E. And knowing Kris Jenner, she's really smart. So I would imagine she would have some pretty solid, like she would be very careful about like what her non-compete agreements would be or what their talent contracts are. I would imagine she would have done something so that she was never pigeonholed for E. I think she's smart enough to not have to be stuck in the situation like the Vanderpump Rules stars are stuck in where they're waiting to get picked up from Bravo, but they're in their contract still. And they have this one year non-compete agreement that that's still kind of up in the air for them that's preventing them from really taking any other jobs. So I'm curious to see what they end up doing with Hulu. I think they're probably going to pr- produce a few different shows. I wouldn't be surprised if we had like a poosh lifestyle travel show with Courtney, and maybe... Um, I mean, I don't think Chloe would mind doing her own reality show. Scott, like, I just feel like we're not going to get one family show. We're probably going to get like a bunch of different either docu-series style shows. I can see us doing, like I talked about this before. I originally thought Kim was going to probably sign a deal with like Netflix to tackle prison reform. Um, So I think we're going to get different types of shows, different types of content that's going to be funneled out through Hulu in the new deal with the Kardashians. I don't think we're actually going to get a new keeping up with the Kardashians. Now, I was surprised to see this news come out so quickly and I was surprised to see them coming back so quickly so the final season of keeping up with Kardashians is going to air early 2021 so early next year which they're filming it right now and we're going to be getting it I mean I would assume probably like February maybe March I think March might be the most realistic since things you know they can't really film much outside of the home um I think we're going to get a fine. Our final season will come probably in March, but it's crazy to think that they're coming back in like fall or winter of 2021, which is when their new Hulu deal launches. So they're going to finish filming, keeping up with Kardashians. And then they're immediately going to jump into filming whatever their new projects are going to be for Hulu. So I think at this point, I'm not even expecting to get a great 
finish to Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Like, I think E and the production company may want to put something put together a nice package, but I think in terms of the family, they're probably like, screw this, bye E, see you later, bye Felicia, and they're just going to jump over to Hulu and immediately start putting all of their, you know, all of what they had saved into these new projects, which I think would be smart for them to do if they're going to be ditching E. I just thought they should have like taken a year off, like just taken a beat, had a little break, sat for a minute, didn't do anything on camera and just kind of took a break. I think people would have appreciated the break. I think fans would have appreciated the break because it would have been like, oh, okay, we just lost them. Oh, and now they're coming back. What a nice, pleasant surprise. We got to finish. We got to end this chapter of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Appreciate it. Know that it was closing. And then now we get to expect a new project. Whereas now we know going into the final season of Keeping Up with the Kardashians that they have other projects lined up and they're not really going anywhere. So it kind of just feels like "Mm, it's a little too soon for me. Let's talk Vanderpump Rules, and then we'll talk Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So Vanderpump Rules, um, Jax and Brittany are still trying to shop their reality show. They're trying to like make some sort of show happen. They're pitching a bunch of different angles. I believe one of the angles that they're pitching is like, you know, the mamas. You know, we have a baby now, and we have our friends, and our friends are having babies now, and here we all are. Whatever, sure. Um, I don't... I mean, I could probably see them ending up on like a... Um, I don't think they'll end up on E. I really don't. I think if anything, Stassi is more E's brand or even Sheena. I could see Sheena and Brock having a spinoff on E. I think Jax and Brittany may have something maybe like on an MTV. And from what I hear, that's kind of the direction that they're going in. They want to land some sort of deal with MTV to, to shop their new life as parents. Obviously, they need the paycheck. Everyone just signed, you know, for their just bought new homes. They have mortgages to pay without Vander, Vanderpump rules. Like, they need something to do. And I think it was actually smart of Jackson and Brittany to announce their exit and start to plan their next step now. Whereas I think some of the other cast members, like we have Tom and Ariana and we have Sheena, a lot of them I think are still waiting to hear back with what's going to happen with Vanderpump Rules. I think the cast needs to just like let that go. With so much of the original cast not there, not as many people are going to be tuning in for whatever of Vanderpump Rules maybe, Even if they tune in at the first couple of episodes to see what's going to happen, I don't think it's going to be like at this point that show is essentially dead and I think the cast needs to kind of accept that this is we're now at the point where their contracts at the end of the week will be expired and they'll they will be allowed to start working with other networks and I think they need to really jump on that and get together with their team and be like what can we realistically shop what can we realistically make happen Tom and Ariana did an interview I think they were promoting their um Gardenuity collaboration where they have the cocktail book and the little garden they ship to you. And they were, I think they did a live cocktail event with their fans that happened, I believe last week, but I guess. So they said they went, they did an interview with page six where they said that they're still kind of processing everything and that they're hoping to come back. I think if anything, the Toms have the biggest chance of, like I said, getting the spinoff with Bravo. That's up for consideration at the moment. I think they're trying to not ruffle any feathers so that they can maintain their relationship with Bravo so that we can, you know, so that they can have something, which I think of all of them, they would be the ones to most likely get the spinoff. And I think 
I don't even know if I'm willing to wait it. If I were them, if I would be willing to wait it out for Bravo, I think I might be like, you know what? Let's just start to look at what our other options are going to be. Like I said, I think Lala is already thinking of what what her future is going to look like. And I think Sheena needs to start thinking about that. We saw Sheena. She was out. um, There were some paparazzi photos where she was coming from. I believe it was a doctor's appointment. She was in Beverly Hills. We hear that she has been apartment shopping in Los Angeles. And so everyone was like, oh my God, does this mean that Sheena Shea is getting ready for Vanderpump Rules. No, Sheena Shea's contract has not been picked up yet. None of their contracts have been picked up yet. I can confirm that. They are all still waiting, which is why I think they all need to start lining up their other jobs and stop waiting for Bravo at this point. I think Jackson and Brittany were smart to jump the gun and now they're starting to pitch something and, you know, it was a good move on their end. You know, I, again, I'm over Jackson his bunions and I just think it's gross and we can really move on from it. But, you know, they're trying and you got to give them that for trying. Sheena was photographed in Los Angeles. She has been seen in L.A. She is apartment shopping in L.A., which she admitted in her YouTube vlogs, but she is not doing it. She's always kind of been very open about living in San Diego, having a place in Palm Springs and having a place in LA. I think it would be smart for her to have a place in LA so that when she is, whether it's Vanderpump Rules or anything else, I think she's apartment shopping so that she has a home base here in LA so that she can start to pursue other projects. But again, Sheena, you're so much better than Vanderpump Rules at this point. You don't need this show. You need to move on and start pursuing other projects. But as of right now, everything is still really up in the air and nobody knows what the hell's happening. But now I did say this on Hot Takes and Deep Dives with Jess Rothschild. Jess has a podcast that I was on last week. I was also on Grant's Rants with Grant Rudder. Last week, I was on both of those podcasts. So if you want to go tune in, we talk about Vanderpump. I talk about Vanderpump Rules on both of them. I even talk a little bit about Real Houses of Beverly Hills um, on Jess's show, which I'll also talk about later in this episode. But so on on hot takes and te- um, hot takes and deep dives, I talked about how I I'm not buying and everyone keeps saying, oh, well, of course, Vanderpump Rules isn't isn't filming right now because the restaurants are closed. The restaurants are closed. The restaurants are closed. But to me, that doesn't actually like if you really think about this. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is currently filming right now. Real Housewives of OC filmed over the summer. Vanderpump Rules could have actually filmed had Lisa even decided to open up pump open up pump earlier than they did. Like they could have even centered the show around pump instead of sir, but she waited so long and now everything's shut back down again. And so that's kind of annoying, but I don't think at this point, the audience and the fans of Vanderpump Rules have grown so tired of the storyline being exhaustingly about sir that we would have appreciated really seeing them all get pregnant, go through their pregnancies, be stuck at home in quarantine. Um, you know, obviously they were seeing each other throughout the summer. So I think we would have actually appreciated to have been able to watch that. And I think that would have been a more entertaining and compelling storyline versus now having to see what they kind of forged together. Because we saw last season of Vanderpump Rules, it felt very forged. It felt very forced. It felt like there were a lot of pieces that we were trying to make fit that just weren't working. And I feel like if when if and when we get another season, we're going to get that same forced feeling because now they have to cast a bunch of people to fill in the seats that we've lost from the previous cast members. And so I just... I. I'm not excited for whatever Vanderpump Rules is going to bring forth. And I don't think we need the restaurants to make the show successful. Like I said, we could have filmed at Pump. It is all outdoors. It's a garden. So everything was outside. So they could have kept that restaurant open and centered around... I mean, I think that would have even been a really compelling storyline for Lisa Vanderpump to talk about, like, being a restaurant owner in this climate right now, especially in California. You know, she's been very outspoken about Governor Newsom. And, like, I don't love Governor Newsom. He's an awful—he's 
destroying California right now. But like, so I think that that would have been a really compelling story to see the business side of it. Like, obviously, Lisa Vanderpump is a really wealthy person, but we haven't seen that. Like, we've seen the moms on OC and, you know, now we're seeing it on Atlanta go through quarantine, but we haven't really seen the ramifications of what businesses are going through. And that's a big talking point in the news right now is how this is affecting businesses. And I think had Lisa Vanderpump actually come out and showed some of that journey and taken us with the cameras to the restaurants to show them being closed down, to show them opening up again, to show them getting closed down again. I think that would have been a really great and compelling story along with the pregnancies that we had over the summer and the news of the pregnancies. I think this, I think Bravo and Evolution really missed the mark by not filming this year. And I think they want to keep excusing it by saying, oh, well, of course, because Sir is closed, Sir is closed. The show doesn't surround Sir anymore. And if we're going to pretend that it does, that's where we're going to struggle because that's where we struggled last season was pretending that these OG stars were actually working at Sir and then integrating these newbies that are working at Sir. And it just, it didn't work. So we need to stop trying to, force the storyline around a restaurant that the show itself has evolved and grown so far from. You can integrate it in a way, like I was saying, with Lisa Vanderpump and Sir being shut down. You can integrate it that way. I think if we would have seen that, then when restaurants would have opened back up again and we would have saw the show air, we would have been like, yeah, let's absolutely go support Sir because we saw the struggle that Lisa Vanderpump and the restaurant went through. I think it was a huge miss by not actually filming any of that or filming the raw reactions to losing Stassi and Kristen, like all of that stuff. We missed so so much good content that whatever they try to bring forth with Vanderpump Rules moving forward, I just, I don't think it's going to work. I really don't. I think they had their chance and they've unfortunately lost it. And they're probably going to come, like I said, a million times they're going to come forth with the the rebooted cast and the Tom Tom and spin off and we'll see what happens. Okay, let's talk about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Erica Jane is reportedly very embarrassed. And from what I hear, she is not doing well with one, all of the news that's out there, not being able to talk about it or really address it, but also the fact that this is her storyline this season. I can confirm that it has been talked about on camera. It has been addressed, and she's not doing well with any of this. From what I've heard, she's in a tough place, and I kind of feel for her. I know originally I was like, I wonder if this is a sham, and then reports have come out saying that it is a sham. I can now confirm with my own sources close to production that it's not a sham and that she really is hurting through this. And so now apparently um, Edelson PC is the one that is suing her and Tom accusing the divorce of being a sham to protect their assets, which at first I was kind of like, that would make sense if they were trying to do that. And then the other theory was, oh, well, I think she's moved on from the show. And I think, or sorry, she's moved on from her marriage with Tom and he's no longer that emotional or financial support system. But I think as the story is continuing to develop, I think what if, okay, so let's go through what actually happened. So they're being sued by Edelson for the sham divorce. Tom's being accused of stealing money from his clients and using that money to fund Erica's lavish lifestyle, which we see she has the glam. She, we see she has the music career and the music videos, which she said on the show that Tom pays for all of it. And in an article uh, from Law 360, they claim that Tom's attorneys at the law firm were all leaving because of all of these like growing debts and lawsuits that keep piling up against them or against the firm. And it was just like, ooh, this is not, you know, they were just like, we need to get out because this is a sinking ship. And I think 
when you have money and you flaunt your money on TV, as we saw Erica do on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, I think people then, you become a target and people want to come for you and they're like, oh, these people have money. Or if you're flaunting your money, I mean, we've, we're seeing it happen with Randall and Lala. Like, people are coming after Randall because you saw Lala on the show flaunting her lavish lifestyle and then people see you as a target or people see you as a, a funnel for them to to get some sort of money out of you. So yeah, they're going to press lawsuits against you, especially if you owe them money and then you're on a reality show being like, look at me in my $40,000 glam budget. I'm flying across the world with my glam squad. I would be pissed too if if somebody that I worked with was living this lavish lifestyle and owed me money. Or, you know, just... I think he made some messy deals and he owed a lot of people, you know, some money that he was or wasn't planning on paying back. And it's just, it's getting way too out of hand and it's getting way too messy. And I actually don't think Erica knew about all of this, to be honest, because if you watch them on the show, like I said, it is being talked about. It is part of her storyline. I know she doesn't want it to be her entire storyline and she's having a really hard time with it, understandably, but I do think we're going to get a more human side of Erica. I think she's going to, she's going to show, uh, like she's going to take out the ice queen and she's going to really come forth as, you know, a full human person that we haven't really gotten to see behind all the glam. Like we had moments where, you know, they were in Tokyo and she's like, you don't know what I go through every night. Don't talk about my son. I think that sort of stuff is going to start to come to light. I think when it comes to things within her marriage with Tom, I think she swept a lot of things under the rug or she just turned the other cheeks like don't ask, don't tell. And I think Tom hit a lot of stuff from her. And I don't think she knew how bad of a financial situation they were in with the debt and with the now piling lawsuits and all of the money that he's owed people. I think she recently found out about the financial situation. He probably played it off as like, it's fine. I'm working it out. It's not that big of a deal. And now she's learning how bad it actually is. And now she's being sued. And it really feels like, I mean, when somebody, when somebody in your marriage, like, deceives you in that sort of way and I think Tom just really wasn't honest with her about a lot of stuff and a lot of stuff came to light and now she's like holy shit what did I sign up for like is this the marriage that I thought that I was in and she did see that you know they weren't on the same page anymore and she is making her own money and she's doing her own thing and she doesn't need Tom and I think I was even thinking about it and I'm like well what if he knew of what was happening and he kind of saw the writing on the wall. And that's why he told her, because we remember in, I think it was this past season or the season prior, she talks about how when she signed her contract, Tom was really just like, sign it, you would be dumb if you didn't sign. Or maybe, I don't think it was on the actual show, but it may have been an interview that she did where Tom told her to sign the housewife's contract. And it was probably because he was setting her up for this life, similar to like what Camille Grammer did with Kel- with what Kelsey Grammer did with Camille, where he told her to come on the show so that she would have a platform so that when he left her she would have something you know it was like his parting gift to her and we've seen the husbands do this in the past and I think that's probably what Tom did for Erica was he was like I'm gonna set you up probably without telling her but he probably saw the writing on the wall wanted to make sure she was prepared obviously she then went on the show exposed her lavish lifestyle that made him more of a target and now he's just a sinking ship and you know I think he still loves her but I think their marriage and their rom- the romantic relationship that they had ended a long time ago and they were really just companions and friends that deeply cared about one another but I think that's why you know he really wanted her to gain all of these opportunities like Chicago like her book deal all of that stuff which he didn't really support but I think he supported behind the scenes because he wanted her to really go off and shine 
probably seen that at some point everything was going to start to crumble. Because when you have something like this, it doesn't just happen in 2020. This isn't something that just happened within the past 12 months. Like these things happen slowly. And if we're now finding out that all of these lawyers were leaving his firm for a while because they saw the writing on the wall, there's a good chance that Tom has seen this coming for a, a few years and either hoped that Erica could start to make some money and that would save them or just knew that he was going to be going down and he wanted to make sure that she was set up for something moving forward. That's kind of my take and my my hot take and my theory. All right, guys, thank you for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. I appreciate you. I love you. Keep sending in those reviews. We got another nice review. Somebody told me that I talk too fast, and I think I might talk a little too fast. It's just when I'm alone. I just, I don't know. I don't want to talk too slow because then I feel like the show gets really boring. But anyway, I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on YouTube so that you don't just get to listen to the audio, but you actually get to watch episodes. We have some really good episodes. We have a special holiday episode with a very special guest that may or may not be a housewife on the East Coast that I really like a lot. Um, a fellow blondie, maybe? You have to stay tuned. Um, but thank you guys for listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. Please follow me at Just Plain Zach. Follow the show at No Filter with Zach on Instagram. Join our private Facebook group. I may spill who my special guest is for next week in the group this week so that you can submit your questions. I always, usually 90% of the people that ask questions get their questions actually asked on the show. And I give you guys a little shout out. So be sure to join this week so you find out and get to ask a question of my very special guest and subscribe on the YouTube because you can watch the videos, you can watch the episodes, all of it. YouTube.com slash Just Plain Zach. Just Plain Zach all across the world. Okay. Thank you guys. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Bye.